Thanks for joining me. I'm Nancy, and you're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'll be talking to ordinary people, just like you, who share their real-life stories. If you find this helpful, please subscribe, leave a kind review, and share. I am so excited to be on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things today with Todd. Thank you so much for being on. I'm excited. Yeah, and yeah. this is our first video, so totally exciting. This is your first video. Yeah, I've only done audio. On 34 podcasts. Yes. This is the first one. I know. Video. That's very cool. I know. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to walk up to you in public and say, you're a celebrity. Hey, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, aren't you that person? That's right. That's right. So thanks for agreeing to be on. I mostly just ask everybody three things or words, phrases that describe you. Three things that describe me. I would say, um, as far as what I do work-wise, I would say servant leader. Um, I would say uh, loyal. Mm. And then probably, and it's weird to say this, but I would say humble, but it's when somebody asks you, you normally don't go. <laughs> Everybody would say I'm humble. <laughs> But I would say probably that, those three words, yeah. And can you explain what servant leader means? Um, so so I, I, I lead here, uh, have the blessing and the, and the uh, good fortune to serve here at, at, at Canvas. And we have probably close to 750 um, what we call Canvas family members, so employees. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's interesting as the, as the CEO, you know, oftentimes people will have this this um, this perception of a CEO, and, and you get you know it's all it's a, all the cool stuff, and mm. and you know you get to sit in an office by yourself, and right. people do things for you, and and, and it's um, yeah you could actually approach the position that way, right. but you know the way I've always approached it is you know I'm really I'm very blessed to get the opportunity to lead people and 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 most importantly to, to serve them and mm. so as a leader i think that it's in, it's incredibly important that you always approach how you um how you lead through service okay. if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. thank you thank you for explaining that mm -hmm. well my husband chris he actually works here he said you have to have todd on your on your podcast and being the CEO, I was like, yeah, he probably will say no, but you made time for it. So thank you so much. Absolutely. I, I, it was my pleasure. <laughs> and so one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, is that uh, Canvas is um, a huge company. And how do you show your Christian faith in a secular world? You know, I, I think it's through, <laughs> funny enough, going back to what we said before, I think it's through how you serve people. Mm. I think that, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I've been in this, in, in the credit union industry for 30, uh, coming up on 30 years in May. Okay. And I've been in leadership positions throughout my career. But when I, when I um, came here seven and a half years ago to Canvas, I, it was my first opportunity to be the CEO. Mm. And I remember I, I talked to our board and, and when, when they were interviewing me and they were, you know, they want to know what experience you have and tell us what you know about lending. Tell us what mm -hmm. you know. And, right, and oftentimes right. they're asking these questions as you can tell, 
they, they don't even know how to answer <laughs> that, but, but they need to ask these questions. And, and, you know, what do you think about our balance sheet? And, and, and what do you think about the opportunities for growth, et cetera? You know, what right. would your plan be, et cetera? Those are the things they have to ask, but I think it, it was interesting at the point when they say, hey, when they said, you know, tell us a, a, about, you know, uh, something about you and the way you're going to approach this mm. that maybe we haven't asked. And I'm like, you know, act like I was waiting to see if you would ask that. And I said, right. I need you to know that I've had the opportunity. I've been blessed for a lot of years to to lead in different capacities and lead a lot of people. But, you know, I had just turned 50 years old and I said, I, I have... I have I've had some great successes and I have screwed up royally over the years and, and have made a lot of mistakes and, and what I've learned now at this stage of the game, if I'm if I'm blessed with the opportunity to <clears throat> to lead this organization, then you're gonna hear me use words that are gonna be super foreign to you. You're gonna hear me talk about love and grace and and family and heart, um, you know. Uh, it's going to be about serving uh, others and, and not about self. And I said, so you're going to hear words and phrases and you're going to hear most importantly concepts um, coming from me that I will be um, injecting into this company. And then over time, we're going to build this culture that's going to mm -hmm. be about that love and family and, and, and heart and trust and transparency and, and um, grace and and. And, and you'll fully understand what that means. And so for me, um, I didn't have to sit and say to them, oh, by the way, hey, just want to let you guys know I'm a believer, you know, mm -hmm. you know in case you're interested. Right. But, I, but the interesting thing is when I had that conversation and I shared that with them, invariably, you know, a couple of the folks offline, after they hired me, they are like, so are you a believer? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, I could tell, you know, it, yeah. and I think it, the point is, is I think that you don't have to sit and, and, you know, say all the things and, and wear it on your sleeve. Mm. I think that you, how you treat people, uh, people will, will say, Hey, how come you, why do you talk about grace, Todd, mm. you know, for instance, right. what does that mean? And then you get the opportunity to share that with them and invariably people begin to connect the dots, mm -hmm. right? And I think my, my, my um, I guess, you know, my belief has always been that if you do that and you do that regularly and you do it day after day after day and you're really consistent in terms of how you treat people, mm -hmm. what ends up happening is some point somebody will say, hey, can you tell me, they'll say, right. can you tell me more about that because you said something the other day, and I remember hearing that in church one time or something right. like that, right? right. I, I don't think, I, and I think that you, you have the opportunity to win people over by being that way rather than sort of pushing it into people's faces, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And I think the world we live in right now, it doesn't want to be pushed on, right? Like, we're, we're kind of seeing a shift, I feel like, in that. But people still invariably want the things that Jesus tells us to be kind, loving, gracious, faithful, you know, patient, you know, all these things. So if we can show the world that, 
and we're actually showing our faith without having to say, hey, 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 right. do you know this? Do you know this? But like you said, if we can show that love, then people are drawn to that just because that's how we're made, yeah. I feel like, is to be drawn to those kind of attributes that, I agree. that are maybe not so... Um, Sexy. They're hard. To, they're <laughs> hard to find in this world a right, little bit, right. right? Like, it's hard to be a, a servant leader. Like, it's easier to say, like, well, why don't you serve me? You know, and not just in your position, just in general. Mm -hmm. So. No, I agree. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So you've been a leader for a long time. When you were growing up, or kind of just starting, did you always kind of see yourself as a leader of, of a big company, or no, what? Okay. No, I. I you know, I, I, it's interesting if, if my parents are still living and, and, and you know, we, they tell stories to my kids and they tell the same stories over and over again. But it, it, it's interesting looking back, my, if you hear my dad um, talk in particular, he'll, he'll tell stories of when I was younger and, um, interact, you know, how I interacted all the way to back in elementary school and then middle school and high school and when I played sports and all those things and it, and it was and it was always this um, he, he always talked about um, you know how I he would say the Pied Piper kind of like the leader of the pack mm -hmm. I don't think I ever approached it that way I think it was just I was I had a very strong personality um, I even when I was young, I remember I was very convicted about, you know, just about anything and everything. Yeah. And if we were just playing a base, you know, game of baseball out in the backyard, I was, I was all in. And, um, and then in, as I got older and, and, and middle school and then high school and then on in, in college, I always gravitated towards uh, leadership positions as chosen by the group that I was with. It was never mm -hmm. like, I'm running for class president. Yeah. You know, it, it would just be like, hey, we think you should be this. And, and people would, would um, um, support me in that regard. And I never sought it. And, and I never really, if it's funny, I never really cared too much about it. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. You mm -hmm. know, I'll lead the group, sure. And, and then when I, um, and, and I, uh, in college, through college, and then when I got out of college, I actually had another career, and I was uh, a singer and, and, and an entertainer, traveled and things like that. And um, and then we, Nanita and I, had our um, first uh, child, our oldest son, who just turned 30, and I had to get a job. Uh, I mean, I had to. I, I, I'd been traveling around the world doing shows, but I needed insurance. That's, that's what I should say. <laughs> And I started working for a credit union, oh. and uh, in Miami, and I just thought it was a temporary job. And I'm, you know, I'm mm. now almost 30 years. But interestingly, that was where I guess my personality mm. and um, how I would lead when I would get into a group dynamic um, surfaced. And and there was an old CEO that sort of saw that in me. And, mm. Began to make investments in me, and and, and it's funny. So, so I never, to answer your question, I never sat and thought, I'm going to be a CEO one day. Um, in fact, for the probably the first fancy five years of my time in credit unions, I still was like, this is still a temporary kind of sure. gig for me. I'm I'm gonna, you know, I had my degree in advertising. I'm gonna go do something else, right? And uh, it was it was at the point when 
the um, credit union I was working for in Atlanta, the, the, they made me the number two person at the, at the uh, organization when I thought, maybe I, maybe I could be a CEO. Mm. The interesting thing, though, and this is, this is really a, um, a, f a faith kind of thing, um, you know, I, th I was so, at that point, I'm like, I, yeah, I could do this. And I remember for a number of years, I was focused on, I'm going to be the CEO. I'm going to, I can be, I'm smarter than the old, the old guy. I used mm. to always say, I'm smarter than him. I run faster and jump higher. He needs to retire and get out of here. And I think it was at that point where I, I feel like, you know, the Lord was teaching me a lesson and it mm. was a lesson in humility. And I, mm. and, and I was, it, it, I was ready but it, it, I had this really bad tension with the CEO for a couple of years. And, mm -hmm. and I remember um, talking to my dad for two years. And my dad, I'm like, I don't understand it, man. He and I used to get along really well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm the guy. And, and I said, I, well, Dad, what do you think I should do? And he's like, I'm glad you asked. You know, and he, mm -hmm. he begins to, to lay out this advice for me. But, he, but what he basically said was, son, you, you've, you have no humility right now. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're so full of yourself. You're so cocky and arrogant about how smart you are and how you're leading the organization. Funny enough, he said, he gave me part of his advice. He said some things I can't say here. You know, he, he was very, uh, you know, uh, Strong my, my dad words. is not a cussing man, but and he, did, he didn't do that, but he was like very, very direct with me. Um, but one of the things he said was, it was so, it was awesome. Um, he said, do you feel like you're serving, this is my dad, mm -hmm. um, do you feel like you're serving, Rick was the CEO, Rick. Mm. I know you're unhappy, but are you serving him too? But I, I, I sure am. He goes, I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think you are. He says, I think you need to humble yourself, son, and I think you need to go and you need to talk with him. And, and I think that you need to, to get you know, to the bottom of what this issue is that Seem, that seems to be taking place. Yeah. And I went and I, I, um, I went and I talked to him and, and sure enough, he said, Hey, you know, cause I said, w w what's the problem been? What, what, what's the issue, man? I feel like we haven't been in sync. Mm. He says, well, I'm glad you asked. Sort of mm. like my dad said the same, mm. I'm glad you asked. He said, you know, these past couple of years, he says, I've heard you say before around the office, you know, the run faster, jump higher mm. thing. Mm. I said, yeah. He goes, you, you do know that I know that you think you can run faster and jump higher than me. Right. And, he, and, and I looked at him. He goes, and you, and you can. He says, but what you don't realize is I still have more stripes on my arm than you do. Mm. I'm still the boss. Mm. And, and he said, you, you need humility. He said the same thing wow. as my dad. I was like, wow. holy cow. Um, and, you know, I, and I asked for his forgiveness. I'm like, wow. Forgive me. I'm sorry that I haven't been serving you. And and I, you know, I got really emotional, and he got emotional, and, and it and it ended up putting us on a on a different path. Yeah. And and it also was a lesson for me that, you know, that uh, you know what I talked about as far as serving when I got here. Yeah. I remembered back then, and I thought I, I cannot let that happen again. I'm going to have to be uh, extremely humble and approach this in a way that I'm here to help serve these people and their families all these people who work for me and um, I need to work for them really, really mm. hard to help them be successful personally and professionally. Um, so 
I don't know, how, how do we get on that path? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had asked, you know, you had other life dreams before being a CEO. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, it was so good. And what I was thinking was, I think you had two ways to, to go about that, right? With your dad and the, the CEO was, you could have got angry or upset or didn't take their advice, but you went the other way. And what a, what a different trajectory that obviously took you and the mm -hmm. relationship. So. I don't think my dad would have let me go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> that day, he was basically like, I'm tired of hearing you. Mm. Two years you've been, he said, vomiting on me. <laughs> How, you know, he said, no more. I didn't uh, raise, and basically said, I didn't raise you to be that way. Yeah. I didn't raise you to be a complainer. I didn't raise you to be somebody who's full of yourself. Yeah. You know, suck it up. You know, you're going to have to learn how to serve, so. But it's easy to just kind of start going down a different way, right? And, and just kind of start making steps that you're like, oh, I guess I, you know, I'm sure you didn't go out being like, oh, I'm not going to be humble. I'm not going to show love to this person. You know, it's just kind of, you just kind of start inching your way that mm -hmm. way then for someone to like call you out in a, in a good way to see something better in you, I think is really Yeah, really I, th great. I think it's that, that concept that you've heard people say or use when they go, oh, he, he or she, they're reading their own press clippings. Mm. It's, you know, that concept, it's mm -hmm. like you, people tell you how good you are and you're like, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I, guess I am pretty smart. I'm pretty good at this thing. And then I think that, um, you know, you, you have to run into that proverbial brick wall mm -hmm. at some point in your life if, if, if you don't course correct. And, right. and I think I was headed in that direction. Yeah. You know, the brick wall was my dad yeah. basically stopping me and saying, yeah. son, listen, get your act together. And, you know, it served me really well. I've told that story, funny enough, Nancy, a number of times to younger uh, men and women here at this credit union and my last credit union who were getting a little bit ahead of mm. themselves where I'm like, hey, let me tell you a story. You mm. know, before you crash and burn <laughs> on your Learn own. from my mistake, right? Exactly. Like. Let me tell you the story. That's, do you think that they took it well or? I do. Yeah. I do. And, you know, interestingly, it gets back to what you had asked about um, your, you know, leading mm. with your faith. Each one of those conversations had the, op you know, for me, I basically said, you know, a part that I didn't say in here is I, I got the chance to talk, tell that story and then talk about, you know, really sitting down and talking with my dad, talking with Nanita, um, praying about it and, 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 you know, receiving a bit of guidance mm. in terms of what direction I was going to head. Right. And again, even that just talking about, you know, getting a chance to pray about it. You know, you, you watch mm. people and they're like, huh, mm. Mm. Yeah. interesting. They might not yeah. say much, you know. Right, right, but right. Occasionally, over the years, somebody has said, tell me more about that, right. that part. Which part? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the prayer part. Tell me mm -hmm. about that part. Did you really do that, you know? Yeah. Now, when you kind of had to give up, I'm just going to say for points of your music career, were you sad or, like, how did it feel to be put into a... Because you probably had some big goals with that or... Like, what is it like <coughs> to have your life kind of shifted in maybe a way that you're not sure you're ready for or want? Yeah, it, you know, I would, you know, most of the time people would probably say it was devastating. It was, it, it, for me, it, it wasn't because we had just had our oldest son. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I sat 
for, I was at home, I was in between shows, and I, we, I came home because Nanita was due, and we had our son Trey, and we, you know, I was at home with them for two weeks. And so with a newborn and my wife, and, and then I, two weeks later, had to jump on a plane and fly mm. out of the country for six weeks. Mm. And I remember I was sitting on the plane and, and, and um, in Miami, and I was getting ready to take off, going to be gone for six weeks. And, I, and it was just, it was that epiphany. I'm like, mm. I'm out, I'm out. Mm. And when I got back, um, you know, I, I basically laid the groundwork to sort of unravel, you know, whatever the contractual commitments I had, I had to honor those things. And, and, and I was still singing. I, you know, I ended up leading worship at a church and, and uh, played in a band and we traveled and stuff. So I oh, s sort of side stuff. Yeah. But I never looked back because it was, I, I, I just knew that, that my calling was to be uh, a husband and, and a father mm. and whatever else work-wise whatever happened happened but I was like I do know this I need to be a really good husband and I need to be a really good father and so I, I, I don't think I ever looked at the music part and mm. said man I'm devastated I'm, mm. I can't do that anymore I, I got to do it for another 20 years okay honestly and and um, primarily through church through worship team but um yeah, it, it. I always joke and say when I retire, maybe that's I'll go back. There you now. go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, one last question. I'm sure you have to make goals for a company and for yourself at a regular basis. And I feel like there's a lot of people who aren't very good at that. Like, how do I make a goal? How do I stick with it? Could you give us maybe some general tidbits for somebody? How do I make a goal? Well, for me, it, I think it kind of starts with um, a vision, right? And I, I think that um, one of the things that has always served me well, certainly in, in, um, in my career, has been, you know, I'm, I've never been satisfied. With, like, we just finished, Nancy, a, a phenomenal year here at the Credit Union. Like, financially speaking, we had a great year. And we had 131 people who got promotions th this past year, and we grew, and we do all the, did all these things. But I have this like this restlessness. I'm, mm. I'm like, man, it's fantastic, guys. We did a great job. High fives. Okay, tomorrow's a new day. We have, to <laughs> and a part of um, how I'm wired is I, I, I kind of have always, I always look out into the distance and say, how, what do we need to do as a company? to ensure that, you know, for the 750 people here that we're, we're always working to be successful as an organization so we can help those families and help mm -hmm. them afford life and help our members afford life. And so I, 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 I've always been gifted with the ability to sort of look out and have um, a, a pretty colorful vision. Mm. Um, so for me, it's, it starts with that, with that vision, and then basically saying, you know, how, how can we get there? And, and, and what do we need to do? What, what steps do we need to, to take? Or what plans do we need to put in place? And very, very importantly, you know, what people do we need mm. to, be a, uh, to make this a reality? But I think that it's, if, that, if it answers your question, I think it really, the first step is, is just to have a vision. Mm. Um, and, and you've got to be bold about that as well. Okay. Um, you know, when you decided you wanted to do 
the podcast, you know, I'm sure you were like, ah, you know, at one point you can't be timid. You have to just say, right. I, I got to jump off a cliff. Right. I'm going to do this podcast. You were however like, Chris, I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm going to do this thing. And these are the resources that I need. You, you had, you cast a strong vision with that. And then basically said, now I need to put a plan in place. How am I going to make this thing happen? You know, how can I get the equipment? Where can I do this at the library or whatever mm -hmm. it is? Yeah. Um, what type of people, what do I want the format to be? And most importantly, what do I want the reach to be? You know, what's the message, you know, that I, that I want to try to convey mm -hmm. to people? Um, I don't know if that answers your question. Are you ever afraid that you're going to fail? Am I afraid that I'm going to yeah. fail? Uh, I, I'm always, I'm never afraid that I'm going to fail. I'm always afraid about, uh, I'm always concerned about failing others, mm. right? So it, that's a part of casting a, a pretty bold vision. If, if you do that and you can, you inspire hearts and minds and you convince mm. people to go along with you, then it's a, it's a big, um, burden mm. that that for somebody like me that I carry I'm, mm -hmm. that's the thing is I'm 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 always um, concerned or afraid if you will you know about failing them right and so I always want to be diligent about you know paying very close attention to what people need the tools and resources to be successful what kind of uh, personal encouragement that they need um, that's why I think it's so important also to know you know I, I pay very close attention to people, you know, their families and do they have kids and, you know, are they, you know, engaged? Are they dating? Are they, you know, what's mm -hmm. going on in their lives so that mm -hmm. I can sort of be, you know, tune into that and make sure that I'm, I'm there to help support them. But that fear, I'm just going to call it fear, doesn't stop you from going for a, a big goal though. No. Okay. No, I've, I've messed up so many times and I'm not worried about messing up, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to mess up on behalf of other people, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I've never been, I was always the kid growing up that was the first one to jump off the cliff into the <laughs> lake or whatever, you know, it, which is kind of goofy sometimes, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I've never been that afraid of it. So still set the vision high in order to keep growing. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I always love to end with um, what is your favorite Bible verse or story? Uh, the favorite story, that's a great question. Favorite story is just the, the, uh, the resurrection, resurrection mm. story. I think that I've always been about um, uh, redemption and, mm. you know, people, you know, being, you know, that's where the grace comes in, right? Mm -hmm. You know, for me, uh, here, here at Canvas, you know, it's always about, I don't think, um, anybody here in the organization um, who knows me, certainly not leaders, somebody like your husband, Chris, I think that they all know that um, when I say that I want them to, to, to be bold and, and to, you know, I want you to work hard and all those things, but I'll always back you up. I don't think there, any of them are afraid of making a mistake, you know, if, mm -hmm. you know, if they're trying to do the right thing. Um, and, and so... Uh, I, I, I think, again, going back to the, my favorite story, it's, it's, I'm all about redemption, right? And, mm. and um, giving people the opportunity to get, have another chance. Mm. Uh, you know, I think people are inherently good people and, and um, want to do good things, mm. you know, and they want to serve people, right? 
And so that's why I always go back to that story. I mean, I, I don't know if there's, there's, there's really no other story, yeah. you know, in, in the history of mankind that is, is more about, you know, very specifically uh, redemption. Mm, so good. And what are you grateful for? Uh, I'm grateful for my family. Okay. Yeah. I have four kids and two son-in-laws and soon to be another a daughter-in-law and two grandkids and soon to uh, be third grandkid. Oh. So incredibly blessed, incredibly grateful for my family. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time and thank you for everyone who was watching or listening. I hope that this podcast has inspired you. Thanks for tuning in. God gave me a calling to share people's stories, and I've been doing that for over 16 years with my business, Generations to Generations. Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things is a continuation of telling stories. All of us have a story, and it's imperative that we share it with others. I know you have a story to share on how God has showed up in the mountains and valleys of your life. To do that, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email me at ordinarypeoplestories at gmail.com, and I'll see you on the next podcast.